Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Only let go of me, I think you're worth my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hello, kiddies! You may fire when ready. In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, is the Eclectic Collective! Hello! Welcome everyone back to episode 27. We're so glad you tuned in. We are the Eclectic Collective and we're on a mission from Gad. <laughs> and I I'm Matt. Fried chickens I'm Ryan. Coke. I'm Brian. I'm Jim. This week we're going to take a short dive into the careers of Jake and Elwood Blues. The Blues Brothers, mm. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Let's talk about what we love about um, and dream about and everything that has to do with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Now, John Belushi obviously had a very short career. You know, in research, I didn't realize he died so early. You know, like we're all living past what his, you know, his expiration date was. Um, But Dan Aykroyd's still going. He's writing and directing and still going strong. Selling vodka. Yeah. You know, before we get into that, there. Everybody saw Captain America or Captain, Captain America. Captain We're Marvel. past that Captain Marvel, right? Yes. What y'all think? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Awesome. Loved it. Let me ask you this, because I, I I saw I read today, and I wanna I, I wanna bring it up. What do y'all think? Because a lot of people have negative reactions, as most social media does. Oh yeah. Uh, about everything. how Nick Fur- Furry, Nick Furry, I'm sorry guys, <laughs> it's Mushy Brain Day, it's Friday. Did you say Nick Furby? Nick Furby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What do you think about how he lost his eye, Nick Fury? I thought that was a little campy um, with a cat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what, what did they call that character? I can't even remember what that creature his, is. His name was Goose, but he was like a flurkin or something. Yeah, something like flurkin. Yeah, flurkin. I thought that was a little campy. Um, I liked how they brought him back in at the very in the, with the end credit scene and yeah. how the Tesseract came back. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I thought that was a little campy. I thought I was expecting something a little bit more dramatic yeah. and more war story worthy yeah. on how he lost his eye. Well, you know, with him, they kind of took away some of his coolness by losing an eye to a yeah. cat. Well, then, yeah, like acting so like you know, cuddling up to the cat and yeah. so loving on cats that lost a little bit of his mojo there too. You know, there happened, there had to have been something between the cat and today that made him so, uh, distrusting and, you know, cynical and, you know, yeah, you know how he is also, um, you know, with all these, um, Stephen King movies being remade mm-hmm. or either turned into shows Pet or Cemetery. Mm-hmm. movies and, you know, it, it being it. redone. and Do you think uh, Stand By Me will be remade? Do you think they're going down no. the Stephen King checklist? No, I don't think movies? that will be remade because... <clears throat> we got Stranger Things? I think, no. Um, oh, man, I'm losing my train of thought. What's that new show that they're using, His Town? Castle um, Rock? Castle Rock. That's true, yeah, yeah. I think because they're use, they're doing that Castle Rock show... I don't think that they'll touch on standby. Yeah, okay. You don't think so? Because I don't think, so. think think about it. Okay, Stranger Things is a is a good point because you know you have the kids are in the eighties and mm-hmm. everything like that. But you know they could totally take that concept, but add Stephen King mm-hmm. and bring it back because you you know out of all the Stephen King movies. That one was probably more for our generation because we grew up on it. I love it. that movie. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. But you know, like, still watch it today. But you know, if you if you went out to you know millennials today and mm-hmm. asked, you know, if you if they have watched Stand by Me, that's probably the one that kind of fell under the radar and right. wasn't as popular to today's generation. Right. Yeah, and that to me, that's one of the best ones. Like, there's some. I just can't. I like. I just. I can't watch Pet Cemetery. Have y'all seen the original? <laughs> yeah. I, like that. To me, that doesn't have a lot of rewatchability. Um, Christine. Uh, I really don't yeah. really dig on that. And the original It. I don't really get into. Ooh, a car. <laughs> I mean, here's ooh, a, here's a lamp. lamp. <laughs> we can have it. We can have it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. I just had to get that off my chest because there's some things, uh, you know, that's. In the Twitter sphere, in the Twitter sphere, yeah. that uh, you know, it's roaming around. You know, with that the Captain Marvel thing, I thought it was an amazing movie. Um, I thought they concentrated too much on the um, female empowerment. You know, it's like I, I get it. You know, like it. You know, it, it's been going on since before Wonder Woman. You know, yeah. like we get it. You know, we don't have to create an entire movie centered around that. You know, just write the movie. It's Marvel. Mm-hmm. We get it. You know. Yeah. You know, stay away from politics. You know, I don't right. want politics in my movies. I really don't, unless it's a political movie. And then, you know, and then it <laughs> should be all politics. Sprinkle but, some politics in it. You then. know. <laughs> you know, unless it's a political movie. You know, I, yeah. I don't need all that. You know, I, I deal with it enough living. You know. <laughs> so you know, when I'm in my entertainment, I kind of want it out. But either way. Um, 
so let's dive in. Um, are you a fan of yes. the original uh, Blues Brothers well, movie? Well, before we get into this, um, I was brought in as a fan because my first introduction was I, I discovered Dad's vinyl album of the Blues Brothers. I was gonna say I was gonna ask if you were gonna if you discovered something else, but oh. Okay. oh. <laughs> That discovery happened. That discovery happened too. I don't know. It, it just kind of drug in my, my you know, end of the um, week. Yeah, that happened too. But let's bring it um, back to the yeah. Road. Let's bring it back to the PG part of the show. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, everybody out there knows what we're talking about. But, uh, I found his record collection, and um, they had a huge collection of forty fives, mm-hmm. but they also had uh, a pretty good selection of you know full albums. Mm-hmm. And I found that album and um, looked at it and I was like, what is this? I was just playing records one day. I just, I, I went through uh, Three Dog Night. I went, I mean, I just played all of mom's old, you know, mom and dad's old stuff. And yeah. some of it was awful, but uh, <laughs> I found that and I probably played Rubber Biscuit a thousand times. Oh yeah, man. And so that was my introduction to the Blues Brothers and to, and that was my first real introduction to Dan Aykroyd and John, and John Belushi. Um, even before I was introduced to Saturday Night Live, yeah, because um, you know I was coming up. I didn't see. I think I think they were on um, uh, SNL from seventy four to seventy nine, mm-hmm. um, and I think I got introduced to them in the original cast in repeats um, in the early eighties, um, maybe mid eighties, mid eighties, and. Um, uh, that album was my first introduction to them, and I love that album, and that made me go find the movie. Yeah, and once I found the movie, man, uh, dude, just in, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it was the I'm, I'm I've been attracted to music all my life anyway. Yeah. Music is a huge part <laughs> of if if it's got good music, I love it and, and I'll, I'll dig it. Um, but now there's quite a few exceptions that we're going to get into today with that. But um, the soundtrack was phenomenal. I love the whole album. Oh gosh, um, yeah. But um, they did a fun, they both did a phenomenal job in producing that. And um, uh, once I found the movie, uh, the car crashes. I mean, have you? Do you know of another movie with as many car crashes as this movie no. at all? No, and I'm, I I think the sequel was meant to break the record of yeah. the first yeah. movie. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah. I mean, just. Good lord! All just the car crashes alone. Um, uh, what was it? Um, I read that um, the filming and they filmed the movie in Chicago, which was uncommon mm-hmm. for filming movies at the time. And um, it pumped somewhere in the neighborhood of like twelve million dollars in the local economy. But they had so many car scenes that were being filled across the city. That they had to set up, the police units had to set up a special call center to answer all the calls coming into the city um, because (laughs) of how many car chases and crashes and all this stuff that they were filming that nobody, because, you know, back then there was no internet. Yeah. I mean, they put out publicity for it. I mean, they put it out in the paper to tell everybody. Yeah. But you, you know, back then you could not get this information ready hand in the average Joe that easy. And so so many people didn't know what was going on. So they were calling the cops going, what's going on? Oh, my God. What are all these chases? Oh, my God. <laughs> Crime is going crazy. And they were just they set up a panel of people to say, no, ma'am, that is the filming of the movie. They had this whole spiel that they had to give them. Yeah, I um, 
I love the Blues Brothers. A lot of people of my generation, I think, started out with Grease, but I started out with the Blues Brothers. Yeah. And um, the music alone, that's what I was just like, oh, wow, man. there's music in movies and these actors yeah. can sing. And that was the first movie I ever saw Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Yeah, and, absolutely. And also to see all like Ray Charles and the Queen of Soul yeah. and James Brown in it. Oh. And for all of y'all that don't know who the Queen of Soul is, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. But... Yeah, I think, it, I think it just changed a lot in the music and movie industry. Yeah, you know, all three of them are gone. James Brown, Ray Charles, and, and Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. And, you know, one one as I, I love Blue Brothers. Blue, blah, 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 blah. We all know up, Matt I'm, cannot speak. I'm so. glad <laughs> I'm not from this planet. I was speaking my native language. Yeah, blue black, uh, black, 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 bar. Um I love how they got all these underrated um, background musicians to yeah. create yes. the Blues Brothers, and now they're all legends. Yep. Yeah. Like, every single one of them. You, yeah, there was a do documentary you, at the Belcourt Theater because of that, the Blues Brothers. Do you like, know who, who put the did. band together? Paul, it, Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer? Yeah. And then he wasn't even in the movie? Do you know why? No, I don't know why. Because uh, John Belushi had an argument with him and kicked him out. Paul Schaefer was actually in the band. Well, oh, thank you, hilarious. Paul Schaefer. That was a piece. That was a nugget of information. Paul, Sha- yeah. Paul Schaefer put the band together, and then John Belushi kicked him out. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yep. Mm. Wow. Okay. Lulu Marina, right. Matt Guitar Murphy, all them, and now they're yeah. all legends. In Donald the, Duck Dunn. Yeah. Ah, the bassist. Um, one of the other things that was really cool was that the shopping mall scene was actually a real shot shopping mall in a yeah. shopping mall. Yes. Was this a was it a mall that was scheduled for destruction? Probably, probably no. going out of business no. or something. <laughs> it said it was. It, I mean, a real live mall. That's insane because yeah, yeah. they was built this? they built faux shops <clears throat> in the mall, but they drove through the mall and crashed into these faux shops. How did they get this? Was this had to have been the first SNL movie, right? It had to have been. Uh, this yeah, is in the early it, '80s, and yeah, SNL's say, only been around since the '70s, right? I would think it is. I don't think it was their first oh. movie together. You don't no, think? No, I don't think it was. I think, um, I think it was Neighbors or 1941 or 1941's an SNL. Well, it's SNL cast. Well, no, I mean like the Blues Brothers are SNL characters. Yeah. Well, no, they, they weren't SNL characters. But if you're talking about SNL characters, yes, that was the that would be the first, yeah. That's what I. That's mean. That's the first movie that was that featured SNL characters. That, yeah, yes. that's what I mean. So yeah. it's like it's it, it's interesting that they got a budget to fit something like that to destroy half a mall and six hundred cars mm-hmm. and all this. But yet, you know, they didn't put any money in the Blues Mobile itself, which yeah, I love because nope. it's one of my dream cars. Do y'all remember what the Blues Mobile was? A the, P1. The, no, it was a 74 Dodge Monaco 440. Yeah, Monaco. P1 was the number P1 of number the car. The, yeah. yeah, that was the old police number. That yeah. was the police number. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do y'all know that uh, one of the stunt drivers on the set was John Wayne's son? <laughs> really? No. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and then he did nothing else because I've, I didn't even nothing know he had else. a son. He's a, he was his son was a stunt person. He that was his entire career was a stunt stunt driver, stunt person in general. Wow. Well, you know, uh, with with Blues Brothers, I tell you, one of my prized possessions I found was I, w- I went to an antique shop and I found an original Rolling Stones magazine when they mm-hmm. were the papers yeah, still yeah, 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 yeah. with the Blues Brothers on the cover. Oh, that's cool. And I still have it. I'm, I haven't had it framed, but man, uh, to take a movie 
And you know, and these this has to be one one of the first I, I don't know, you know, because I, I, you know, when Blues Brothers came out, I was I don't even know if I was born yet, but I, you know, I discovered it around 88, 89 because, mm-hmm. you know, our you know, our parents when they find a movie they like, they abuse it. Oh yeah. And then we eventually <laughs> then get we into it. it. Yeah. And uh <laughs> So in you know Blues Brothers was one of those and so I don't know if 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 the Blues Brothers would I, I don't know hmm. I was going somewhere with that <laughs> <laughs> I got on you know what I got on the whole you know our parents abuse movies they watch and then and then and it, it, just it took flew a left turn away. and my thoughts well, left me let's bring it back here shall we and uh well coming from the younger uh a little bit younger generation I guess not too far away but I Blues Brothers came I, from for me Blues Brothers showed up it was the television it was the movies dad would always be watching it in the living room or something and I'd be able to catch it um and they it it, it was well, as a, a little bit younger, watching the Dan Aykroyd part of it was actually pretty funny. Um, it, hearing him do it, his banter and everything was hilarious. Uh, but it really wasn't. Um, I don't Can know. you just not get to the point that you don't like the movie? No, I lo- <laughs> no, I love the movie. No, 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 no. I loved it. I actually did like it. Okay. Um, no, it, it was it was the John Belushi part of it. It, it was hard oh, really? for me to get onto his character. I couldn't. Oh, okay. For me personally, it was a little hard to grasp his side of it. But I like the Dan Aykroyd side. I've heard a lot of people say that John Belushi, as an actor in general, was always hard to follow because he was always typecasted. He, you know, uh, with you know mm-hmm. the Blues Brothers, you know, was a very different character. If you look at every all his other. You know, at least the ones I've seen, like in 1941, Neighbors and Animal House, mm-hmm. you he has that wild, he gets to be him. Yeah. And in Blues Brothers, he's playing a he, character. He's playing a character. Like he's. But the thing is, though, is that he invented that character for SNL. Like he was yeah. part of the writer that came up with that idea, that whole concept yeah. of Juliet Jake. So, I mean, it was his concept that he was do- that he was portraying. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. I remember my thought. Oh, go for it. You know, it, it's insane. I thought uh, with Blues Brothers, how I don't know if 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 it's happened before the Blues Brothers, but you know, as, as I was saying, with the Blues Brothers being more of when we were young, it's crazy how these two actors, one grew up with musical experience, not a whole lot, but grew up with some musical experience, and you know, actors and not only like TV actors coming from a variety show, mm-hmm. but now they are very well known in the music industry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's correct. You know, like, cause they went from a movie and then these guys were touring. Yeah, that's correct. All over, you know, people wanted the blues brothers. So, and this Dan Aykroyd kind of, didn't let it die either. He actually started the House of Blues. House of yep. Blues. Yep. And, you know, the Blues Brothers are still going. And mm-hmm. now they're like a staple in our society. Like, if you go to Universal Studios, mm-hmm. they have a whole Blues Brothers section. Yeah. So it's like, it's amazing how these two guys took these, these characters and made them a part of American yeah, history. Yeah, I think that's what's fascinating about them is just how they caught on so quick. 
like the Blues Brothers, like you read about them, and Aykroyd and Belushi alone, like, I don't know, they had perfect chemistry together. Oh, they did. And they were, were close friends, yeah. too, while they were, while he was, when he was alive, they were super close friends. And, um, uh, uh, they they their writing styles at the mm-hmm. time of that era when with Dan when in Dak, with Dan Aykroyd at that time their styles were very comparable and so they just worked so well together their chemistry was there writing and acting together it did yeah, and comedy as well so and Dan Aykroyd's a genius in comedy if you ask yeah, more yeah, yeah. oh yeah I agree a, he's I agree. a genius in everything one of the crazy things though about this movie. One thing that I find crazy is some of the stuff that is easily forgotten, like Frank Oz's appearance. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, see, to me, that's, yeah, that's such a small character. but small, but it's huge, and it has a huge tie-in, too, because you also got (coughs) Carrie Fisher, and both of them have ties to Star Wars. Oh, and Carrie Fisher was beautiful in Blues But then you also, but you had her playing this outrageous character, because, you know, we're used to her from Star Wars, and now she's playing this weird, crazy right. psycho yeah. who, who's uh, firing rocket launchers and firing explosions and mm-hmm. demolishing buildings. Um, but then you got the, the tie-in with Frank Oz, and what's interesting is his portrayal of Yoda, which de- debuted in Empire Strikes Back, uh, that movie came, debuted one month before the Blues Brothers, and when the Blues Brothers released... Empire Strikes Back was the number one box office hit at the time. Insane. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Well, you know what, Frank? I think it's funny how Frank Oz went from the guy who gave you your stuff back to the warden. I know, right? Like, that's a major jump. Like, what what was that? Like 20 something years in between the movies? Because the other one came out in 99, maybe? 98? Yes, 98, because they made it such a big deal about it. Them calling it Blues Brothers 2000, 2000 but yeah. they released it in 98. 98. They, they were like, you couldn't release it in 2000? Wait yeah. a couple right. years. So like 26 years or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's a major... He went from that... How did he get promoted that much to get <laughs> yeah, to the warden? But also, too, do y'all remember the fancy restaurant scene? Yes. Paul Rubens was the waiter. Pee Wee Herman. Oh yes, people forget about that I a did, lot. I, well, until I you know, and I always say it when I see him. I go like, "That is such a random <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, such a random casting for a yeah. film there. It is, but there's so much of that random small bit stuff packed into this movie that makes it so great. Do you know uh, Dan Aykroyd? Uh, well, you know uh, his character made me fall in love with toast like <laughs> oh, that's funny. you know when i saw this movie like all up anytime i see blues brothers I, I have to make some buttered toast all around the country and coast coast now toast. i can't eat it i can't eat it plain I don't like him i don't, I don't want to boast, boast. <laughs> yeah toast <laughs> i was hoping I, somebody would go there I, I can't eat it plain like him i have to have butter on it but oh, man i just want toast when i see that movie <laughs> and then you know like i love his apartment like that little, it's just like a little hallway almost, yeah. like oh, a short yeah. hallway. It's a closet. It's yeah, like, like a, a closet. closet. And it's right next to the train. And I'm like, man, I could how totally often be tra- at ease how there. Often, how often does the train come by? So often you'll, you won't even notice know it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like he like leans back. Man, we could, I could talk about that whole movie. Um, one other th- fact I want to throw out about the movie um, they used 13 different um, Dodge uh, Monaco's to film that movie. 
13? They used 13 different ones. Did they keep dying? Because they all look like <laughs> crap. Yeah, they, kept they kept destroying oh, them. They kept destroying them. Oh, okay. Now, is this, this is in the newest one? No, no, no. The, in the, the original. original. In the original. And how random, how random is it that they threw in Nazis? I know, right? Like, it, okay, so... Illinois Nazis. Illinois yeah. not Illinois Nazis. <laughs> These are like Yankee Nazis. Illinois Nazis. And it's oh, it's wow. so random, but the movie wouldn't be good without them. Yeah. You know, like because in you know, we're leading into the next question, like in part two, it was like an Italian mob. You're right. That is yeah, random. Right. You know, like, <laughs> is it Italian? Random. Were they, Ita- no, they were Russian. They were Russian. Russian, Russian mob. Yeah. Hey, Maroos. Yeah, <laughs> Uh So do y'all, I, I know Jim's answer, but no. did, did anyone else, no, did they like Blues Brothers It wasn't the same. Loved no. it. I think me no. and Brian are the only, uh, well, you know, it. so it's, it's got to be nostalgia too for me and it you is. because mom took us Yes. During the day During to the day, see to this see movie yes. when it came out that, you know, and then we got to grow up on it. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I didn't. Number one, they should have waited a couple of years to release it in 2000. They should have <laughs> rescheduled it so they could have gotten Jim Belushi to play his brother's role. Because Jim was up for the role, but he had a scheduling conflict, and they would not reschedule filming, and went out and on a whim searched and found said, "Oh, John Goodman likes blues. Let's put him in the movie," mm. and and that that's the where you got that from. And I just personally, I don't feel like that fit with mm. John Goodman in there. I just I just feel like I'm watching this movie. And there is, you know, a square peg in a round hole. It just does not fit for me. And see, I would hate the movie if John Goodman's uh, Looking for the Fox wasn't in it. Wasn't there. in it. I think like, it was awesome. That was like one of the yes. parts because I love John, John Goodman singing. I didn't even know he sung until that movie. I didn't know he sung until that movie Fallen with Denzel Washington. Did you ever see that? Fallen. Is that with the spirit that? Yeah. Yeah. I, remember I didn't that. know he could sing until that movie. I that mean, was crazy. Yeah. On paper, man, it did, when you look at this on paper, it should have been an epic movie. But I mean, and you guys think it is, but I mean, when you got John, oh, I don't think it's epic. Well, you got John Landis that came back to direct it. And, yeah. Um, you got Dan Aykroyd returning. Frank Oz returned for it, and then you got that all-star cast. I mean, I mean the all-star musical cast. I mean, it was BB King, Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy Vaughn, Steve Winwood, James mm-hmm. Brown, Sam Moore, Wilson Pickett. Um, when those guys perform, those performances were phenomenal. But I felt the story was weak. Um, I didn't really care for the story. And here's my number one pet peeve of the entire movie. Um, they got away from the original dark comedy format and made it a family movie. And then they mm-hmm. added in that kid played by J. <laughs> yeah, Evan Bonifant, like uh, who played Buster Blues, and that just really that was the nail in the coffin. I me. yeah, I didn't like the kid part. I could have done without that, but with uh there were certain parts to me they just remade the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, like they he got the he got the band back together, yeah. you know, just like the first one they mm-hmm. got the band back together. And uh in uh you had a random group, the Russians, just like mm-hmm. the Illinois. And uh <laughs> yeah. You know, chasing them through, and you know, 
the cops end up having to chase him throughout the oh and that's one other part the the part where the sheriff turns into a blues brother i could have oh, done without that part like you know that, that was a little overkill that was a little overkill like i you know i could have got on board with the kid because at least at the beginning there was a reason right you know like the uh uh elwood stole or kidnapped him on, on <laughs> yeah. accident and I, I could have got on board with that but then when they went to the revival yeah and then the guy just all he went up and then oh, came down yeah. a blues brother i was like oh lord yeah all right that that's the one part even though that guy can sing i don't know do you know his name i don't man i've seen him he is in a lot of stuff do you uh, know his name? I hate the movie. I couldn't tell you. Who it is. Uh, I mean, he played on Smallville. He plays in Justice League as Cyborg's dad, and he plays in a oh, lot of oh, movies. Oh, Joe. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can get there. He played on. He played in Speed. Yeah, yeah. Joe something, Brian. Oh, I'm going for it here. Well, you know, so this was just a goofy. I but I liked his part. I liked his part and why he was in it. And how he connected to Elwood mm-hmm. all the way up until he turned into a blues brother. And then I'll, you know, I could have done without that. Joe part. Morton? Joe Morton. Joe Morton, yeah. That's it, Joe Morton. And he's a great actor. I love him. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he played Cable Chamberlain. Cable, Cable <laughs> Chamberlain. That was a cool name, too. Uh, yeah, and he can sing, too, yeah, man. He could. Like, he made the ending. Like that song they sang, Turn On The Love Light. Yeah. Man, he Turn made that song. And that was one part. Okay, movie aside. Mm-hmm. Movie aside, you didn't like the, the movie. The music parts, I said, I, a lot of that, the musical parts, I loved if you take them out of context. What about the Blues Brothers musical part? Not the legends no, that we all love. I still had a hard time with the Blues Brothers. The legends is what I liked. I still had a hard time with even the Fox song with John Goodman. I still just John just didn't look like he belonged there to me. No. What about the What about the song they had to play to um uh get into the contest that Funky Nassau? You, you, okay, so you have to remind <laughs> me. I have I have seen the original probably mm-hmm. 5127 times. Mm-hmm. The second one I've watched once and, and <laughs> well, so, so at the end where they had to sing for Erica Badu, Badu and er- yeah. Erica Badu is you oh, know yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a Jamaican okay. whatever yeah. uh no. or you know Louisiana and yeah. I don't know I don't want to offend anybody out there Louisiana <laughs> Bayou <laughs> yeah like no, you know no, I didn't like it you didn't like us on that mm. funky nest oh no no funky nest no. see I tell you what was hilarious as a kid watching that. Because I thought they were saying something totally yeah. different. I think and everybody go, did. And I go around singing that part the way it was, and it's just like, that's hilarious. Oh, Brian, I'm going to have to ask you to say our favorite part of that entire movie. Don't you try to that bougie, bougie <laughs> crap on me. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I love that part, man. That If you've watched that or, entire movie. Or at the end of the movie, they got Mississippi hanging from a big black tree. <laughs> tree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Lord. guy I love it oh uh, so you know they they did have nazis in this they, they had nazis yeah. and russians, russians yeah. well t- technically they were not they were like yeah, aryan nations. they were like yeah they're weird yeah yeah like neo-nazi type stuff. yeah <laughs> and that guy who played uh bill clinton on clinton. snl uh, was that character yeah. you trying to that bougie bougie crap on me i'm gonna tell you what <laughs> even if you hated the movie and got to that one yeah part, just that one part I, I have to admit i did laugh at that it's just hilarious 
And then I liked all the legends at the end who played together with uh, BB King. King. Mm-hmm. Man, how do you how do you how do you even coordinate that? Because yeah. at that time in 1998, a lot of those guys, if not all of them, were still playing yes. and touring because. Oh, yeah. You know, like I know for a fact, BB King was, yeah, and, and you know, and it's them, just yeah. scheduling. Doctor John and it's just all scheduling. Them. They had to work it out ahead of time with their schedules and get it all laid out. But so they, aren't you not impressed? How many they had? Dude, what, they can, fifty guys in that. Yeah, band but the, there. yeah, but the thing is, those if you get them all scheduled to be there on the same day, you can knock all that out in a day. I guess with professional yeah. musicians, yeah. you're like, I just need one day. Yeah, that, yeah. That, right there, that right there just might have been their heal the world. It's all the people who can sing, but just give it a chance. But to it's it. but and at the same time, it's with professional guys who Very do this pro- every yes. single we day. Of the the world. World. Every day, we sing the blues. <laughs> yeah. they're, just, they're like, give me a key, and I'll just I'll wail I'll just jam. or just point at me when it's my turn for my <laughs> solo because it seemed like every person yeah. on there got a solo. Well, the veterans, that's the way they are. That's just the way they roll. So are y'all familiar at all at all with Neighbors or 1941? I'm familiar with it. I know the title, but I've never watched one of so them. So no. I got Neighbors um, when I got my first VCR yeah. as a birthday present. Mm-hmm. I got a VCR and my first VHS tape was Neighbors. Um, now, back then, I watched Neighbors and I thought it was funny. Nowadays, not so much. Um, a lot of that humor, a lot of the dark comedies from yeah. back then, some some of them, and these two in particular, I don't think date very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, 1941. I mean, in and of itself, it's 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 comedy in the time after the Pearl Harbor attack. Yeah. And it's Californians getting fanatical about them thinking they're the next target. Yeah. So I mean, number one. It's Pearl Harbor, touchy, you know. That a is bit. A, that is the touch that yeah. But you're, you're trying to make a comedy. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to make a historical movie yeah. about it. You're making a comedy out of Pearl Harbor. That's gonna that's a challenge in and of itself. Um, but now, when I first watched 1941 back in the day, I laughed, I giggled at some of the spots in it and everything. But now I try. I've, I tried to go back a few years ago and watch 1941. I can't anymore. Okay, I can't so watch, I can't sit there anymore. I can watch 1941, like it, but it's one of those movies. Like if I was, which I don't anymore, so it's kind of moot. Mm-hmm. But if I was flipping through the TV and 1941 happened to be on, you would stop. You'd I would stop, stop and yeah. watch it. Uh, okay. You know, because uh, cursory glance. You know, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's cigar in the side of his mouth. You know, gotta go. You know, just how yeah. he talks throughout that whole movie. Yeah. I think that was another thing was how Dan Aykroyd and Belushi portrayed their military characters. Mm-hmm. I think that was a little... If you're going to do it, I think... Okay, so if Mel Brooks did 1941, I think Mel Brooks is the only one that could have gotten away with it. Well, Not, yeah. And that... And he would have made it more with well, number one it, lines. Number one, it would have been a musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right off the bat. <laughs> well, I think that's what the thing is, is with Mel Brooks, you know, he's good with those punchlines, so you know when to laugh. Yes. And with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, it's kind of that intelligent Subliminal. humor. Subliminal. So it's like if you didn't get it and you didn't laugh, we're moving on because yes. you're stupid. Yeah. You should have laughed at that part. Right, right, right. You know, it's it, that's how most of their stuff was at that time. Yep. So leading it, leading from that, because you know, 1941 with neighbors, I never 
saw neighbors mm-hmm. i saw a trailer mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i don't all right john john that seemed like the that is one of the movies besides blue brothers that john belushi is most known for yeah mm-hmm. yet it just didn't seem again it goes back to mom and dad it was just not a movie i remember them having it i bet he i think he still has it probably it's a vhs tape of neighbors oh really of neighbors Okay, I think he still it's has. It's probably it. my copy that I got for my birthday. Well, that's it that's probably is, but it, is that the one I abandoned it? Did they? <laughs> is that is that the same? Did they remake that now? Is that that Seth Rogen? Oh, that was not a remake. That was a completely different movie. Called, called, called Neighbors. Neighbors. Okay. Called Neighbors. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a I didn't completely. Know they remade it. it was not a remake. Gotcha. It was just a new movie, new comedy called Neighbors. Gotcha. Yeah, I just never watched them. I mean, like I said, I've heard of them, but I just never. The neighbors, when I'd see the box at Video Incorporated, I would just yeah. be like, eh, it's just not my type. If of you movie. haven't watched them, they don't date well. Yeah. They're not worth going back and watching. I think titling in the 80s was yeah, key. Pretty, yeah. Like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. And then you see John Candy and Steve Martin, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm in it. I mean, oh, yeah. I got to find out what planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> yeah. is you know, in this movie. Or Uncle Buck. And then you see John Candy, John on, the Candy front, on the front, and you know, cigar. and like you got this roughneck guy coming to a you know the rich family to babysit. Yeah. I, you know, okay, yeah, but neighbors. then when you see neighbors, that's all right. One, it's a boring title, yes. and that <laughs> creepy look that he's giving his wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then okay, so I'll get past the neighbors. Then I look at the poster. The poster doesn't look interesting at no. all. No. no. And then you see the trailer, and you're yeah. like, I don't get it. <laughs> and Where's then, the humor? and then I'm like, I don't know if I want to waste my energy watching this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think now. Even if we watched it, like, say we went home and watched it tomorrow, it wouldn't. Li- I don't think I'd like it. No, no and I, it doesn't and, date well. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not a good rewatch now. And then I would have so much remorse if I wasted the time to watch it and it wasn't <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> So I would just rather skip that, you yeah, know, that that right. anguish. So you know, what are some of y'all's uh, earliest memories of SNL? Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was gonna say mine. Of course, just go. I'm probably early '90s, like the Sandler era, Chris Farley, uh, David Spade. Like that was my. I remember sitting there and watching. Uh, um, Kevin Nealon doing yeah. the noose, and I'm oh. just laughing so hard at that. But I mean, Aykroyd and Belushi were way before my time. Well, you know, so okay. no, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Kevin Nealon's news part. Oh, that was you can't. No one can redo it. No, I didn't even like Norm Macdonald. No, I didn't either. No. I think Kevin Nealon was the only yes. one that could do yes. that. Yes, Chevy Chase. Oh, go ahead. Did really good. I love Chevy Chase's I, news. I did like Chevy Chase's. But Chase's. I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin Nealon's news, that's the only time I ever felt like Kevin Nealon was funny. Really? Really? Yeah. I don't. I never really felt like he was funny or interesting in anything else he did other than doing the news okay. segments. Yeah, now those news segments, those were the things that I tuned in for in SNL. Yeah. Like whenever him and David Spade would do the news together. Yeah. Oh, man, I used to laugh till I was crying. Yeah. Do you have any other skits that stand out from that time period where you got into it? I mean, Chris Farley alone. Yeah. The, I live in a van down, down by the river. <laughs> I, I mean, Chris Farley is just, yes. he was just a legend on that he show. He was amazing. Right. But I tell you, but actually, see, for me, I say different. 
I actually thought the pump you up with Kevin Nealon and and, and um, what's his oh, face Dana Carvey. Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, but it, I, I felt it was, I felt like it was Dana Carvey delivering the one liners probably. So. Um, I will say he. I didn't care for the TV show itself. My wife watches it all the time. Um, but the weeds. He was pretty funny in that though. No, I never watched um, that. I know it's just a bit figure saying, but it, I, the, the what little I saw, he was actually pretty hilarious. So I I picked up the original show in repeats um, from the original cast. I didn't get to see it. Obviously, it was playing from seventy four to seventy nine. Yeah. Um. Uh. But around the early to mid eighties, I started picking up when I started watching TV. Um, you know, being a young kid, what's the first thing you do? You want to stay up late on Saturday night and see yeah. what's on TV. And so, so I found Saturday Night Live in, in watching a lot of the repeats. And I would look forward to the new shows coming out because it was an all-star cast even at that time. Um, because at that moment, you had like Eddie Murphy, Joe Piscopo, oh, yeah. um, Gilda Radner. I mean, Jane Curtin. Uh, now that was my I think my favorite news was when Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin did the news because you just had them I don't even uh, Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon, oh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I don't even think they played off each other as well as Aykroyd and Jane Curtin did um, that, that one scene where he goes Jane you ignorant slut <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it just they were they were hilarious um, but I mean, my early earliest memory, I remember them giving the platform to Steve Martin, yeah, uh, to him to birth his comedy, this yeah. banjo comedy. Uh, I remember them giving the stage to Paul Simon a lot. I remember Paul Simon being on there a lot. Um, you got, of course, Dan and John uh, on there a lot. Gilda Radner, Chevy Chase, yeah, mm-hmm. being a part of that, being a part of the cast. Garrett Morris and Bill Murray coming in later, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, those were my earliest memories, man. And that that cast back then, SNL for me could do no wrong. Every, yeah. I was tuning in every week. I was looking forward to it, and I watched the repeats, and I watched the new stuff coming yeah. out, and I loved every bit of it. I used to love what uh, Phil Hartman coming in as the president, trying to get him a burger. Oh man, oh, he was yeah. hilarious. Him playing Bill Clinton. Was yeah, I love Phil Hartman. Like I thought man. he was so funny yes. in everything he did. He was hilarious. I tell you what, my earliest. Like, if I sit here and I'm like, what is the first memory of SNL? I remember we watched live the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah. Whenever it yeah. came out, we watched it live and they had all those bands because mm-hmm. Spinal Tap was one of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, was that the one where they had um, Chevy Chase was uh, they had him. Uh, doing some skit where he was up in the crowd walking down the steps and he was supposed to be tumbling down the steps, but they changed him out for a stunt man. Oh, well, yeah. you know, uh, I think what the 25th anniversary was um, showing the best of and oh, then having live performances. Performances, okay. Yeah. Like they didn't really do a whole show, like a, a whole live show, show, a live show. They right. did like they showed you the best skits and then whoever the next, because I remember. Spinal Tap, Tom Petty. I remember Tom Petty being on there. Uh, all, all uh, Paul Simon was on That's there. Really cool. um, they they had all kinds of live acts, and then they just showed the best of. And then I remember, you know, seeing the Eddie Murphy skits. You know, like, well, it made me hot. 
too hot in the baby sweat. Well, 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 Mr. Who was it, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood? Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. This is how we answer the door in my neighborhood, boys and girls. Who is it? And then buckwheat. Oh yeah, buckwheat. Ties. Feet <laughs> when he played Gumby, I'm Gumby. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm Gumby. <laughs> oh man. To me, oh my God, Eddie Murphy was it? Had um, to have been one of the best. Yes. Was it Eddie Murphy playing? Uh, was it Stevie Wonder and singing with? Oh Frank man, Sinatra that was yeah. so great. Oh yeah, you are dark and I am I dark and you are light. You are blind as a bat <laughs> and I have sight. <laughs> side by side, you are my amigo Negro. Let's not fight. <laughs> Oh, see the things you got away with back then. Back oh then my gosh! On SNL. Well, I speaking it. of, if y'all have never seen that, go back and watch it. It's on YouTube. Speaking so of, you know what skit I'm going to talk about? Talking about pushing the limits. You yeah, wanna, you want to say it? The Chevy Chase yeah. and Richard Pryor one. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, Where he's a uh, he, he's doing word a little association. Test. Yeah. Oh, yes, because he's I an interview. It. I remember oh, yeah. that. And then he oh, says it. He says it. He goes. <laughs> and then Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor's like. Honky, <laughs> honky, honky, and then he says that word. Then he says the honky. N word. Dead, Dead honky. Dead honky. <laughs> oh my god, he's another one, man. Oh, Richard dude. Pryor. Oh my god. Yeah, There's, I can't wait for that episode. Oh my god, there yeah. needs to be someone. I don't know if anyone could do no. it. I don't know if anyone could do it, but, but. I would love. For a biopic movie about Richard Pryor. Well, you know, they're they're in the process, and they like... Eddie Murphy wanted to play him, but that was back in the 90s. Yeah. And when he passed, and then Mike Epps from the Friday movies got the... I could got see it. that. And then well, now they, he's too old. Now, yeah, they backed away from that. And then I want to say there was somebody else, but Mike Epps and Eddie Murphy were the two big ones that were up for it. Who was that? He would be so hard, because he had such a unique... Voice. Well, he had and such a timbre. unique voice and a unique way of presenting himself and his comedy. Yeah, that would be tough. That would yeah. be tough, and it would be N- number one. Whoever did it and did well with it would get an Academy Award. Like, oh yeah, I mean, like it would just they would just walk off the set and present them the award right there <laughs> well, at think, the end of filming. We just went ahead and handed you this. <laughs> well, think think of like what. Richard Pryor went through to get to the point, and then when he got big, you know, didn't it was do, so late in his but career. But didn't they do a movie about his life called Jojo Dance or Your Life Is Calling or something like that? I thought they did. I a movie. don't. I don't. I, don't I thought they did a movie about him. I don't remember. But then you know he did movies like Car Wash and oh, he did some stinkers. He did some stinkers. He did some but, stinkers. But then like uh, Moving Day was it Moving Out or Moving, moving. Day? Just moving. Just moving. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. And then you, uh, the toy and oh, the toy Mike, has to be my all-time Richard Pryor. Favorite. I love that movie. Yeah, Mike Epps is still cast in it. It's called Richard Pryor. Is it something I said? It says it's in development. Man, they need to get on that. Yeah, they do. If there's a if there is one comedian that should have his own movie, it should be Richard Pryor yeah, because I agree he with has that. a very unique backstory. Um, and then like you know, with uh, I remember um, Steve Martin's. Uh, King Tut. Oh Lord, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, and you know, and we were, when we were growing up, they 
SNL was actually in syndicate. So, yes. you know, you could, they, you know, you can flip the TV and actually watch old SNL. Mm-hmm. They don't do it anymore. I wonder, I don't know why. I, well, I guess because now you can, you can go stream on it. and stream it. You can it. stream it. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do, do y'all have any uh, favorite uh, Belushi or Akroyd? Wild skits? and crazy guys. Wild, Wild and crazy, crazy guys. guys. <laughs> that, that's, that'll be my so. all time favorite Akroyd. Um, I, I think I think that's probably my favorite, mm-hmm. but the one that stands out when you say Dan Aykroyd and Saturday Night Live, super bassomatic. Oh yeah. Super, super bass. I <laughs> wow. Like I want to pull that up on YouTube right now because that is I didn't I, I forgot. Mean, it's, not about fa- I it's not, forgot it's about not my favorite, one. but that's when that's what I associate him. When you say Dan Aykroyd SNL, that's the yeah. first thing that pops in my yeah, brain. I, even, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. And I can see it as Plain as day. And y'all probably won't associate with this one as much, but there was one character he did that was hilarious. Frank Garvin, male prostitute. <laughs> no. It, it was, God, I don't even remember go that. I'm going to YouTube look that, that YouTube it later, dude. It's so funny. Oh, so funny. Wow. Wow. I might I might have an SNL weekend after tonight. And I didn't I didn't dig the movies. Uh, I mean, they were funny, they were chuckle worthy. I mean, and I don't hate the movies, but man, the skits were so funny yeah. on SNL Coneheads. I oh, see I love and the Coneheads. I, that it, I, the character I associate Dan Aykroyd with is it's with Beldar. And the movie is one of my favorite can't Dan no, Aykroyd I don't movies. hate the movie. It's ch- I'll, I'll watch it. It's funny. Yeah, but it's just I didn't. I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta watch. This. Well, see, it's I'm not ashamed. A I'm ashamed. I can't remember her name, but who played Mrs. But uh, well, Jane, Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin. Jane, Jane Curtin. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. did the news together. That's the the couple that. Did okay. The news so together. I okay. I didn't know her name. Yeah. yeah until heard, now, so. But you know what I find? What I found interesting. Of course, I found this out long ago. But as it as I watched, I didn't realize it until later that the 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 daughter in it was the same girl. Not big. Not a big thing. Not at all. Just me in my head mm-hmm. is is the main character. One of the main girls in Days to Confuse. Days to Confuse. Oh which yeah. I didn't know that until afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I was like, so interesting. Well, if you notice, well, if you notice in the car. Okay, and I'm gonna sound like a big nerd, nerd. when they're when they're singing that it in times I feel yeah. I got to eh, eh. run away. All those girls are in dazed and confused. Yeah. Like the the blonde head is the girl from Mall Rats. Forgot about that. And the other girl is the the mean girl from mm-hmm. Dazed and Confused. They're all from so oh, yeah. someone in casting had to have been yes. working on this movie alongside Dazed and Confused. I think so. Are we but, doing are we doing Belushi? At the same time? Yeah, I only have one. Okay. No, actually, I have two. I'm going to say one. But do you remember when Belushi did the Hulk when they were doing yeah. the Marvel? Yes. Yeah. Uh, when I think Belushi and SNL, I think of when he just painted his fat body green, green. <laughs> and came out as the Hulk. That was That's probably my earliest one. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, probably the Hulk was probably the one. The Hulk? Yeah, because he... I don't know... Belushi that much in SNL, so I can't really say much of his characters. But whenever you brought up the Hulk, I was like, I remember watching that on YouTube about two years ago, yeah. and seeing that. I tell you, the the one for for Belushi for me was him as the samurai. Samurai Futaba. That, that yeah. was that was one of mine listed. So 
they did Samurai Hotel, yeah, Samurai Delicatessen, Des- and Des- Samurai Des- Hitman. Yeah, hilarious. Those, Futaba. Futaba. Yeah, that was that was that's mine. That's is that hilarious. the one that you most associate with Belushi? That is the one I most associate. Now I have I've got a bunch of others that I do recall and love from Belushi and uh, the Killer Bees. Killer uh, bees. Yeah. Okay, so I do remember. Yeah, because uh, you remember when mom uh, went to uh, a costume party at as work. killer bees at CNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They dressed yeah. as killer bees. Um, then I remember the skit where they did. Uh, they did a skit called Star Trek: The Last Voyage, and Belushi played James T. Kirk, and Chevy Chase played Spock. Oh, and yeah. it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then of course, one of my all time favorites, and I don't know why I cannot explain. This is one of those weird things that I just cannot explain that I can't tell you why I laugh at it every time I watch it, but I laugh at it to this day. Yeah. And that's land shark when, the sh- <laughs> yeah. so when the shark knocks on the door, sure. telegram, candy gram. <laughs> <laughs> you got a package for you, ma'am. And then eventually Gilda Radner opens up the door and then... Yeah, that's John Belushi. Yeah. Oh, oh my hilarious. God. I forgot all about that. That is amazing. And so oh, there would be one... It just keeps knocking. It keeps, on, it keeps on coming up with different things. <laughs> Candy Grant. And he keeps mispronouncing the name. Miss, Mrs. Platter. You know, just, just trying to say something random. Oh, man. Um but that I don't know why, but to this day I laugh so oh. hard. When I have a bad day, that's one of the things I go to on that's YouTube hilarious. and that watch those hilarious. skits. I forgot um, about that. Another one of my synonymous Belushi characters is a skit called Little Chocolate Donuts when he was training for the Olympics. Oh, and they put yeah. and they put chocolate donuts in a Wheaties box in his picture <laughs> on the front of yeah. it. And they did this whole thing where where they did this whole thing where Belushi's going to the Olympics and he was tr- they showed him training and jumping over stuff and pole vaulting and everything. And then when I sit down for my breakfast, boys and girls, I could reach for donuts. Little chocolate donuts. And it is, it's got a big old Wheaties box with his picture on it. And it's just a bunch of donuts. It's hilarious. Oh, oh my gosh. So were there, you know, one more. Uh, I don't know if you remember his Marlon Brando. That was probably oh, another yeah. one Marlon that Brando. stuck yeah. out in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so were there any special moments in SNL? For, for me, it was the September 11th episode. Like you have to did, remind me. They did... So when September 11th happened, mm-hmm. when that tragedy, that. like New York pretty much thought they were going to shut down that Saturday night. Saturday Night Live still performed, and they said, we're going to do what we do best. We're going to make you laugh in a time like this. And I thought that was just an amazing wow. episode. I, had, I gave so much props. I don't, there's yeah. a lot of things I don't like that Laura Michael Like does. it gave me chills just talking about but that. But that was super classy. Yeah, it was. I mean, the way they did it. And I mean, granted, they do a lot of unclassy oh, material. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. But, uh, <laughs> but that, what they did there was like, this is what we do. We make yep. you laugh. We make and you if laugh. you needed us any more, yep. there's no other time than right now than you need us to be yeah. trying to make you laugh. <laughs> and I thought that was just a very, it was super like classy. Said, that really just. They didn't do put, an open monologue. Nope. He came on with a cast. They didn't try to make everybody laugh in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They did for the rest of the show. Yeah, but they didn't. Just they didn't do a political skit. No, they, they just did like normal, like just to make you. La- and I just thought that was the, really cool. Yeah, mine. Mine would have to be when Gilda Radner beat cancer the first time, and they had her had back, her back on, on as a special, Man. and then not 
a month or two later, she passed away. Yeah, I remember. Because yeah. she had like a heart attack due to the right. stuff she went through. Um, You know what? I, I'm sitting here trying to think of special moments, but you know the only thing I can get out of my brain right now. Um, the only thing, I'm, I'm going back to favorite skits. And one skit that stands out for me. Now, I mean, we're going to go into a lot of this more with our SNL show. Yeah. Our SNL show. But my, I think one of my favorite skits of all time is, Bring it on down to Burgerville. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, man. Let me tell you. Justin Timberlake on SNL confirmed to me that he is a great actor. He's he's just phenomenal. He's He's so funny. He's a talented singer, talented dancer, talented actor, and so funny. Yeah, Yeah, so funny. And I only like Jimmy Fallon when he's with... Justin Justin Timberlake, Timberlake. like Jimmy Fallon is extra funny when he's with Justin. That's all. That's who you need to host the Oscars. Exactly. Timberlake, they're buddies. They're buddies. They're like just sitting sitting at the table talking, drinking coffee together, buddies. And they go to each other's houses for holidays. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, I think it's And cool. that's why their chemistry works so well. Like the whole hashtag thing. Oh, my God. Oh, that was that classic. Was so good. So good. Yeah, but bring it on down to Plasticville. I love Bring it on down to Omeletteville. Yeah. So I did he, those. in those, did he host? Yeah. Yeah. He yes. was the host on those. Anytime so he's he hosted more than once. Oh, he's hosting. Oh, no, he's. No, they did something about that. I don't know if you saw that episode. He got the gold jacket. He got the gold That's jacket. Right. And the, That's uh, the, right. the ones who missed it actually showed up in the episode. Like um, Martin Short was a bartender because he, <laughs> <That's only, laughs> he only had done it the three times. The Five Timers right. Club. Yeah, the Five, the five Timers Club. Club. And he he had, he did that, and they, and the, who was it? I think it was Dan Aykroyd who was showing him around the Five Timers Club, giving him yeah. his jacket. So but you no, it was someone else. John Goodman has the most, right? No, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin. No, no, Baldwin. it was Alec Baldwin showing him around, and Dan That's Aykroyd right. was one right. of the because he only had done it like two or three times. Wait, yeah. you might be right. I think John no, Goodman you're has right. the most. It's John Goodman, Alec Baldwin, yeah, and then, then Timberlake comes after that. Yeah, because when they said when they showed because John Goodman had the huge painting, right. remember? That's yeah. right. And I was like, John Goodman has really hosted this show that much. So one of the spe- most special moments I remember was Paul Simon. So Paul Simon was there at the beginning. And saying uh, at the very beginning when the show was getting off the ground, saying one of his biggest hits, he was on one of the most heavily rated shows of the time. And he sang still crazy after all these years. And then on their 20th uh, anniversary or 25th anniversary or something like that, came back and sang still crazy after all these years on the same stage. He sang it in the beginning. Oh, and that was, nice. I thought that was really cool. cool. So two things. Now they're floating in my brain meat right now. Okay. One is a question. Is Lauren Michaels still in charge of SNL? So he doesn't have his hand in it as much. He does have some, he has a lot of pull, but the man is like big wig at NBC now. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, like he's got his hand in everything. He's got his hand in movies, yeah. um, albums, um, he, TV show production, like okay. multiple show productions. He's That's not his only baby anymore. Now, he does have stroke and he shows up a lot yeah. and when he shows up, you know, he wants something, he gets it. Yeah. But it's not his hands-on baby anymore. Yeah. I tell you what, I only want to watch the show if John Mulaney or The Rock is hosting it now. (laughs) (laughs) Or if Justin Timberlake wants to come back and do more. Mulaney's hilarious. I tell you what was hilarious was there was actually another one that 
uh, Justin Timberlake was supposed to host, but he had to cancel due to conflict of scheduling. Yeah. But he came back on the next one with free time during the news update, and he ran through a short of his entire setup of what he would have done on that episode. Oh, that's Cause funny. Because he, he was like, then we go into, uh, what was it, to Target Lady. And he goes, I'm going to put this in my bathroom so it feels like we're pooping at a monastery. <laughs> and then he does him to another skit, bring it on down to Omniville. He just he goes through the whole skits yeah. in, in one little like five-minute window. Yeah. And I was like, that was hilarious. And one other thing, since we're on the SNL topic, you know, I don't know if I should save it for the SNL show. I think I might save it for the SNL show. Well, you've already teased it, so go ahead. All right, all right. I teased it. How I, anticlimactic I, of you! I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it out now. <laughs> Think of how, um, how in impactful SNL was to music careers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like you thought you may. That's one of my favorite parts of um, the Lady Gaga movie that just came Stars out. Born. Starsborn. Stars is they threw that part in there? Did you see yes, it? Yes, did seen you it. see it? Loved it. Starsborn. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. Sorry, you, you've had enough time. I spoiled <laughs> time. Spoiler alert. Uh, there, you know, there's one part in that movie that uh, Lady Gaga she kind of separates, is doing her own thing because she wants to do pop music, yep. and her manager gets her onto SNL, and that's like the defining moment of her career because she got on SNL, and I was like. That is awesome because that is how a lot of people on who have made it to SNL felt. So the music segment of SNL back in the day was I looked forward to that. I I craved it. I wanted it. Nowadays, I couldn't tell you who in the world oh, no. is 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 on there. And the only reason why people turn, tune in when Kanye West is on there is because they just want to watch the train wreck that's yeah. about to happen. Because I don't know if y'all saw the last. Time Kanye was no, on there. No. I probably purposely didn't watch it because. Of but that. he was on there with another rapper, and, and and his forte now is he doesn't even do ninety percent of the singing. He brings someone else with him to do the singing, and he's just there doing little backup stuff. Yeah. And so they were there um, with a green screen behind them with these random pictures, and they were in bottled water outfits. They okay. were dressed as bottle. He was dressed as a Fiji bottle of water, and the other guy was another bottle of water or something. Man. And they, it looked like the big, most ridiculous thing. I mean, I don't understand how people can take them ser- take him seriously when he does stuff like that. When he showed up in the White House wearing a MAGA hat a MAGA. and supporting Trump, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think he's purposely doing I, this the kind of stuff I now. Know. I used to really look forward to the music segment. Now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Fast forward. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> Steve, Col- you know, St- Steve Colbert's show. I can't watch. I love everything up to the music, but when he does music, it's somebody outrageously really crazy. Know, yeah. that- well, it's that. Well, I have props for Colbert when he does that because he tries to help out a lot of people who need the publicity. Yeah, yeah I agree. And yeah. so he doesn't do a whole lot of main. He does some mainstream people that are his favorites, mm-hmm. but he helps a lot of people out. And I well, speaking of that, I know we're this is kind of tangenting off, but I got to bring it up because you brought it up we're anyway. King of tangents, of course here. we are. So moving on into this tangent, and it's hilarious because you brought up late night shows and people who sing on late night shows, and I thought this, even though they were one of my favorite bands. Um, you know, it, spoiler alert, I love metal. Um, <laughs> I thought it was one night, and I, I watched this happen live, 
because I couldn't sleep that night, and and it was Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and he flips up. He's doing it's music segment now, and he flips up a, an LP of Slipknot. <laughs> Okay. okay, and Slipknot's entire on band Conan O'Brien? performed on Conan O'Brien. Oh Do you remember God. what song? Like, uh, is there a TV appropriate? Do song? Do they have a song that's less than ten minutes long? I mean, no, and that's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I want to say it was, it was probably either. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember. I think it may have been Wait and Bleed or something of that. But uh-huh. it they can every, every no matter what. If you've made it to the big show, uh-huh. your music has its clean version. Now it's probably weird to listen into a metal song, especially but you by have Slipknot. especially by <laughs> Slipknot. But you you have your clean. You have your your what they call radio versions. Yes. Okay, and he's they've got it, and they had. I'm sure they had okay. to do that one in order to make it on the show. But yes. Uh, all nine people <laughs> on a Conan O'Brien stage to wow. play a song. Is this at the beginning of their career? Uh, no, this was uh, this was way before Iowa. Iowa was their first their first record. This was probably three albums in. That's Conan O'Brien though. He does a lot of stuff out. of he the does. Box. Yeah, he he does, does a lot of out of the box yes, things. He does. Which is weird because you know did he did he leave what show did he leave that last show? Okay, so he was supposed to get um, the Tonight Jimmy show. Fallon's spot yes and they dropped him they they offered him the job but didn't have him in a contract and then they the jimmy fallon thing came up and so they jumped on jimmy fallon because of lauren michael and dropped conan o'brien that makes and conan got super pissed because he had already given up his other spot yes to go take the show and now he had no show he had no show and so that's that one year he went on the road Mm-hmm. Uh, doing his comedy tour thing until the TBS deal came along, and he's still going on TBS. Yeah, on TBS right? yeah. Oh God, yeah, you're not gonna. Oh, they be TBS loves it. I mean, TBS doesn't. I mean, what does TBS have anymore that you know? They used to be a blockbuster of TV shows. Now, well, yeah. TBS tell me, used to tell be me the... anything that TBS produces that you watch. I mean, yeah, that used to be the channel station to go to was TBS. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, so we lost Belushi way too soon. Mm-hmm. He's only accredited for eight movies. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is still going strong. You know, 75 movies written, directed, acted in. Lord knows, just, you know, I know. showed up in. And now uh, we got now we got uh, the Ghostbusters 3 coming. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Oh, God. Just, just <laughs> ma- let me make it to that movie. <laughs> if you want to take me soon, just the, you know, the day after the Ghostbusters The day before movie. the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, that's the <laughs> day I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Humor! Just sneak peek it, hopefully. Um, so, okay, so with the eight, you know, and this is probably going to be unanimous in this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you ha- did you have a favorite John Belushi so movie? I, we all can agree that his legacy is going to be Blues Brothers, Blues and, Brothers Animals, and Animal House. Animal House. Yes. I, I mean, think that has to be a un- un- unanimous thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, okay, but, all right, but see, going back to what Brian said earlier, he didn't really like belushi's character in blues brothers so would you say that his character in animal house is oh i will say that is the more over to use a wrestling term 
I, I think that yeah, that character definitely. is obviously going to be more over when I, going, moving forward. Yeah, yeah, when someone says John Belushi, like, of course, Blues Brothers does pop in my head, but the number one thing always is always Animal, Animal House. Animal, Animal House. House. Yeah, yeah. Well, always remember. I'm a zit. Get, Get it? it? Get it? <laughs> and his sweater. Food Didn't it just say 1981? 1981. Yeah. yeah. Like those things went. I think those they still sell those things today. They do. And like, I want to get one and mm-hmm. see if people get it. Yeah. Do you think anybody would not get it? Nobody. Days? Nobody. Get it. Not now. nobody. They'll be like, "Oh, were you born in nineteen eighty? Yes. That'll literally be what you get. That's yep. the question you will get, That's and right. then get on out. That would be my mark to slap people in the face. <laughs> you to watch pop culture movies. Yeah. So I would say, you know, like my favorite part, Animal House. Toga, Toga. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, so okay, so let's let's for Dan Aykroyd because you know I love all his movies. So let let's do let's do our f- top so the, so five. You like all his movies. So is Exit to Eden on your top ten? Actually, <laughs> no, it's not on my top ten. But I love that movie. Not for not. For the obvious reason. Hello, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, okay, so you know what's funny about that movie is, you know, probably shouldn't say on podcast, but I'm going to go go ahead and do it anyway, is, you know, my, our parents bought that movie not thinking what that movie was. Uh, they were going, they went to an S&M yes, island. Like that, that was the whole point. That is was the whole premise. Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell were cops. You know, in investigating yep. this murder, and they had to go to an S and M island. Yeah, and Dan Aykroyd ends up being like the janitor or something, but he's got to do all the duties in the S and M. What was funny was though they had to every one of them had to go to a uh, to the doctor for a inspection. Yeah, that's right, and that's so right. he goes yeah. in there, and the doctor's a woman, and she's like, "Oh, hello, hello. big boy." <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole movie, there's references to that the whole time. Yeah, because they keep uh, looking at him and like, yeah. call him Big Boy or Hi, something. Big Boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, no, that's not one of my favorite, but I do, you know. It's funny. Because Dan it's funny. And that's, that's also before Rosie O'Donnell went off the deep end, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and there was a few up-and-comers in that movie. I can't remember their names. I can see their faces, but... Uh, let's do top five okay. because I think a lot of us will have some matching ones. Oh, and yeah. if we have some, we didn't mention, okay. uh, we're going to do this as a round. Yeah, we'll two. do this. We'll so start We're going to do five automatic or just one top five. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do one at a time. Okay. We're going to do top five. And uh, if there's some, we haven't mentioned number one trading places. Nice. Is that your number that's one? Say it. Yeah, that's fine. Trading places. So number, number one, one. Yep. see that's, that's not my number that's one. Not my number I one think either. mine's obvious, but. Yours is going to be yeah, obvious. Yeah, yours is obvious. Mine's probably not so obvious. Man, I have a, a huge Can we place. guess? Yeah, go ahead. Let's guess. All right. Sure. Let's each get a guess for Jim, because this, this is going to be interesting. Mine's obvious. I have it right here, and like, I will show Brian to show you. No, 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 no. you got to okay. guess. Okay. I'll right. show you after. And you I'm going to say, Matt, you, are you going to say yours? I'm going to say I'm gonna say Great Outdoors. Nope. I'm, I'm going to say. No? Not Great on, Outdoors? Sneakers. You got it. Dang, you wow. guessed it. Wow, you guessed oh, it. Nice. Wow. That's my, that, now, that's okay, my number now, two. That's your number one. That's my number Tell one. Tell me why. 
I get. I, I like the movie, but tell me why Sneakers is your number. I one. have a special place in my heart for that movie. I mean, I love it, and it's it's one of them. It's a movie I can go back and rewatch, mm-hmm. and I loved everything about it. It had that clandestine espionage feel to it, which is I'm just a sucker and a huge mark for. Um, and I loved. I mean, like Aykroyd's humor was subtle. Um, in mother, that, his mother, <laughs> and I mean, um. I, I don't know, man. It's just that story was well written. Yeah. Um, it was new. It was different, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just from concept to execution, I just loved the whole thing. Yeah, see that I love that movie. I can I can I can I will go back and watch that oh yeah forever. Yeah. What's your and I'm two is sneakers and I'll tell you why for me. My number one is Spies Like Us. I knew that was going to be yours. Austin Milbarge. That's my two. That's the number two. That movie, that is, that movie and War Games. If you put me on an island, I, I, you're done. One of those movies. Yeah, you're done. I'm good for the rest of my life. See, my number two, I'm like Jim Sneakers. One, I love Dan Aykroyd. And plus, just the cast alone. Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, River Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, Mary McDonald, I believe, is the girl. Yeah. Um, David Strathairn. I mean, there's just an all-star, an all-star cast. cast. And that is one movie that I can put on, and it's a comfort movie. It is a comfort movie. Oh, I love it. Interesting, because I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't remember this movie as well as y'all mm-hmm. do. Um, but I do remember him not having as big of role as usual. Like, if you look at oh, my yeah, it's list. Not a, it's not a lead role. Yeah. But it was important, and he uh, he gave the comic relief. He gave your yeah. I love he gave the fa- humor. The sci- he was the scientific one, pretty yes. much of the whole thing. I right. loved his humor. I mean, Robert Redford, of course, is the big star in it. But yeah, that's a movie. Man. But he was also kind of cuckoo too. Oh yeah, so. he's that's probably one of my he was um, he was uh, the uh, what do you call it um, sneakers conspiracy theorist. He was a, yeah, he was the conspiracy theorist. You, did you say that's one of your islands? I would movies? definitely, yeah, I would definitely, take, yeah, I would definitely take it. I think it would be one of my islands too. I, I feel like I haven't paid attention to you for the past <laughs> sixteen years or so. Sneakers, wow, all right. Dude, all right. What, your number two? Uh, what, mine was was your number one. Spice, Spice like, like us. us. Yeah. Dude, what, what's your? Do you have some favorite parts? <laughs> what's a dick for? <laughs> to be with. <laughs> Um, I will say, oh God, what was, oh, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I will say when they're dressed, like they look like Christmas trees. Acting like aliens. Acting like aliens. That was so fun. Doctor, 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 doctor. Glad I'm not sick. For God's sake, show some balls. I think it's too late to impress them. What's your number two? Sergeant Joe Friday. Mm, Dragnet. That's that's my number two. That's your number two? Oh, that's, my God. That's but, my okay. number four. But no one could have played beside him. Besides no one, Tom Hanks. Besides Tom Hanks. Nobody could have pulled Those it off Those two together was comic that movie. Genius. Yeah. Was, and it, oh. it, it amazes me that they haven't done anything else. Since then, yeah. Besides that movie. Yeah. It's insane. I wish I, today they would do I, something. I was together. shocked that they didn't make a part two of that. Exactly. Yeah, I am too. So mine, mine was Dragnet. So yours is number number two is Dragnet. Mine number two okay. is Dragnet. So my number three is that where we're at? Yeah, I guess three. two You're number three. Two, yeah. Uh, 
And I wait, want, wait, 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 wait. One, two, two, two yes, three. Yes, three. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. You're right. You're right. Okay. Carry the two. Yeah. Um, and I watched this movie all summer one year when I was a kid. It's My Stepmother's an Alien. Yes. Nice. That's not my number three, but that's. I, I have that on here. Finally. Can I, I, can I say that that didn't even make my top ten? See, uh, I, I love that. I didn't movie. even make my top ten. But. I yeah. fell in love with Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger. in that oh. movie. Oh, I fell in Didn't love with Kim Basinger. Didn't everybody fall in love with Kim Basinger? But see, here's the weird thing: is it that movie? I fell in love with. I didn't like her in Batman. I really? Didn't, oh. I didn't like oh, her. She did not play Vicky Vale. Okay. I didn't like her, crap. Vicky Vale. And I mean, but, I lo- but we love, but we love Michael Keaton as Batman. We love yes, Michael Keaton, which, which is so crazy. Yes, but he did so good that her Vicky Vale didn't really even phase okay. me. Yeah. But I in. My stepmother's an alien. I fall, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, how you doing? <laughs> can, can, can I be Prince for just five minutes? <laughs> Purple rain. Purple rain. So what's your number three? My number three is The Great Outdoors. Yeah. Love yeah. The Great Outdoors. Checks. Oh, I can't say. I want to say it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say You stopped yourself. That's good. I did. <laughs> or else, Checks going to crap a solid gold group ring. What a great surprise. <laughs> <laughs> If he if he finished what he had, can we get T-shirts for the kids? <laughs> t-shirts for the kids. <laughs> can, we, can we do honorable mentions after the top? five? Yeah, yo, definitely. Okay, I want to okay. do top five because I figured we would have some, some of the matchings. matchings. All right. So what so was your third? It, my third is trading places. So. Trading places. Yeah, that's my favorite. Nice. Uh, my, man. Okay. So my we're on three, right? Mm-hmm. One, two, mm-hmm. four. This is no, your three. Third. Yeah, three. three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Carry um, the one. Three. Carry the one. That's three. the yeah. Four. Is Coneheads. Oh like, really? Yes, man. Because <laughs> and I, and I will totally give credit to nostalgia. Yeah, because I see that. this movie, you know, it's just one of those. It, when it came out, it was on TV every single day, so you, you know, yeah. you could just turn it on and catch it somewhere in there, and you were always watching it, and it just yeah. became a part of my childhood. So number four. Number four for me is my fellow Americans. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. See, Ryan has. The most unique so far. Well, yeah, with does. both of y'all with sneakers, I would not have guessed that because like, it, it wasn't the leading role, and you yeah. know. But I, I get it. You know, like how it's nostalgia. It's you love the the theme of the movie. You love the story. See, that's how it is. Also, yeah, sneakers. But my movie. fellow Americans, man, like yeah. him is the crooked. Vibe. <laughs> he was hilarious. Yeah, he made the movie for me. Like Jack Lemmon and uh, James Garner are Garner. great. Yeah, but man, Dan Aykroyd was so funny in that movie. <laughs> so that's my number four. I dig that. Well, my number four was hit the one the Dragnet uh, that he had mentioned. Dragnet, yes. love it, man. There is one you haven't said that I'm really shocked. I'm going to keep it. Because maybe you haven't, maybe right. you haven't said it yet. What's your four? I still have number five. five. I know. Which one you point at? Oh no! But that is another one. That is another my number four. Spies like us. Spies like us. Yeah. Man, that should be higher on your list, man. No. It's, you need to go home. No. Put it no, on. No. Get, get some hot chocolate. I just milk, watched it recently. Put on your snuffies. Is, is the one you're thinking of? Is he the main character or is no? He a, this he's one he's not a main character. He's a supporting, but he's a big character. Because that's probably anyway. not my probably What's number your five. What's your four? Uh, my four is nothing but trouble. I knew that. Yeah. Was yeah. He's the judge. He's the have, judge. Okay, you have a I have a hard, I have a love hate with that movie. With yeah. that movie, and it was the twins. Yes, the twins, Bobo and something. Yeah, I don't. 
I mean, what was the other one's name? I, I don't even remember. Bobo was the most. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that Demi Moore was talking to yeah. the most. But and of course, you know, we always remember Demi Moore whenever she does anything. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and also too, it was Chevy Chase um, as the judge yes. and, and everything with that nose. nose. Oh yes. yeah, is yeah so difficult to watch. This is how I do my dogs. I I suggest you do them the same way. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> All right. So was that five? All right. Number five, I'm going drama. I'm going driving Miss Daisy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. I him in that yeah. movie. That, okay. made, that made my that, top ten. See, that was like the first movie I saw him play a real dramatic role in a that, way, but he but, still brought humor And that's to where it. he won an Academy Award. Yep, that's right. <laughs> number five. Sergeant Bilko. Okay. Oh, no, that's not the one I was thinking, but yeah, when he showed, that's what he showed me. He oh, guessed Sergeant yeah, Bilko. Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, Sergeant Bilko. Yeah. So y'all are yes, gonna, the wheels are always spinning. So y'all are going to rag me on this one because it's another small part. But I think it's hilarious. Say hello to Zelensky, the auto the parts, parts king. king. <laughs> he was no, he was great. He was no. great. In the I movie. thought he played that role to perfection, and I so, thought he made it. He was just I don't know. I just I loved it. <laughs> Have him sitting on a bucket of barmel saying your Z. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, so mine it. it you know, it's not really a movie, but it came from Hollywood. Nice. See, that made my top ten. Yeah, that made my top ten because that has that movie has such a special place. I never yes. saw that for me. Oh, I don't we know have if to, you okay. would really. I don't know if he would be into it now though because he didn't grow grow up with it. Right, but maybe because I gotta be real, I've never even heard of it. Okay, so did it's you? Not really. A are movie. you okay? Are you familiar with Cheech and Chong's work oh, yeah. and everything? Yeah. You did you ever find any of their stuff oh, yeah. funny? I, I think he would I think it's worth getting together and when we get together for watching wrestling yeah. the next time let's put this on it's a very okay. short it's movie it's a short movie it's a very okay. short it's, movie and all it is is they took horrible they took popular pop I don't know how to say the word popularly popular. bad movies from sci-fi popu, popularly Popular. bad sci-fi movies and they're building them oh, up and yeah. making fun of them at I'll the same time. Yeah, I'll watch it. And you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner. It's a it's a lot of SNL. John Candy, uh, Cheech and Chong are in it. I'm missing somebody. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but it, it's hilarious. Okay. And then they 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 talk up. They show they do like a mystery science uh, theater kind of like uh, commentary while showing these and they're making fun of some of the bad parts of these movies and they're hilarious. They're so funny. And then they turn around and they do their own version so of the movie. It's, a, it's kind of a mild Mystery Science Theater 3000 way of watching this stuff where they just make fun of it. Yeah. Okay. And then they turn around and they do their own version of the scene. Yeah. And we can do that WrestleMania day. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 man. I I don't. I mean, if you watched it, we grew up on it, so it's oh, it like it's, it, it's it holds. You a talk about place. nostalgia, man. Yeah. That movie is way big nostalgia for me. I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, it, you know, with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd and Gilda Radner alone, I think you might really like okay. it. But I, I think Cheech. To me, the Cheech some, parts his, are some of the his best. His commentary, parts. attack of the fifty foot chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into the fog. fog. Don't mess with the fog. <laughs> Don't mess with the fog. All right, so uh, honorable mentions. Y'all want to mention any sure, Dan Aykroyd movies? I can go that, real quick if y'all want me to. Uh, Dragnet, definitely. Sergeant Bilko. 
Um, I, and I'm going to say it just because it was part of my childhood. Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah. Ghostbusters. I mean, All the Ghostbusters. That was, yeah. that was my number six, technically. Both the Ghostbusters. I, so, I kind of put those together. I did, too. I did the same yeah. thing. Um, so six, starting with six, I did the Blues Brothers original. That yeah. was my number six. That was my eight. Uh, Ghostbusters one and two. It came from Hollywood. The Great Outdoors and Driving Miss Daisy. All right. So, did you have any honorable mentions? I, I swear, I watched it once, and it was about as dumb as it could be. But he was a co- he was a college professor that that midnight as a flamboyant pimp. All right, Doctor Detroit. Dr. Detroit. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit, baby. I love the, that movie. The Calford Clifford Sklidrow. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> the couch trip about made my list with yes. him and Walter Matthau. I have oh, couch yeah. trip just on. about. Yeah. And nice. another iconic for me is when he played with Gene Hatman and Loose Cannons. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. That's another iconic role for he me. Came out of the, he was in the psychiatric Yeah, board. the yeah. crazy nut and Gene Hackman's the cop or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that was another one for me. But yeah, like we'll have, definitely have to watch. Okay. It came from Hollywood. I just looked it up. Yeah, now, which one? Which one was the one you were? Th- oh, yeah. Tell yeah, me. Yeah, uh, Caddyshack Two. Son of a. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't know why too. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because of the the crazy, <laughs> you know, yeah. the nut that he's trying to kill. What's his name through throughout the entire movie? <laughs> Keep your eye on <laughs> the fruit. <laughs> My cinema's exactly Mrs. Usterhouse. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have the number six Fiesta burrito with chili and eggs. Oh my god, dude! And it looks <laughs> so good. And <laughs> when you see him cutting up the onions, yes. and everything, yeah. I'm like, man. And you know what? I come to think about it, every time I watch a movie, I'm I'm like, I'm gonna go make some chili and eggs, and then I just never do it. And yeah. now to this day, I haven't done it. And all it was was he so, took that that okay. We need to we need to go make our own food truck and call it Fiesta Burrito. Fiesta Burrito. Yes. And that's going to be our main dish. <laughs> that's all we're going to sell. And it's going to be like just the three ingredients that, you know. That's all you're getting there to ask we for call, stuff. And we call everybody. Thank you, Mrs. Esterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> So nobody wants to, you know, shout out Indiana Jones at all. <laughs> I was gonna say no. See, yeah. I was gonna say earlier. Small Sparta's Weber. I was well. I was gonna say earlier when I think of iconic roles. That's not an iconic role. Uh, see, to me, even though it was like a thirty-second role, that that character and y'all are gonna be mad. Okay, I'm gonna say it anyway, so I can stir up some feathers. Uh-oh. That one part was more iconic to me than his part in Sneakers. Um, you, 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 need to leave, you need to leave right now. You need to leave. You See, to leave and right you know now. when I think of sneakers, I, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong, but like when I think of like iconic roles, his role, that thirty second role in Indiana Jones in uh, the uh, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. I just I think of that first before I ever think of sneakers hmm. or any okay. of those. Or even Driving Miss Daisy, you know, like <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> you're more dead to me. Uh, even though it might not be your favorite, what film or work sticks out the most to you of each actor? I, would, I mean, we already know John Belushi. Let's you know, let's just say Animal House. Yeah, very yeah. I'd Animal say House Ackroyd for me is Ghostbusters. It's got that be was Ghostbusters. his most. That's, well, 
for me. If I think movies and Dan Aykroyd, the first movie that pops in my head is Ghostbusters. Yeah. And also the one where if you ask any other person going on, on a younger probably, age, moving on I to think the next that's the most recognized They part. know Dan Aykroyd. I think that's the most recognized part. All right, so I don't. <laughs> well, of course not. But are there any familiar... Are y'all at all familiar with Belushi and the National Lampoon's I'm albums? not. At I all. didn't know this was a thing, man. Is this this is probably your arena? So this is probably. Did you? Is, are these more albums? These were all albums, and a lo, there were a lot of them are really really funny. Um, it was it was sketch comedy because I mean it was so produced it was like, by it was produced by National Lampoon. So so was it like listening listening to like SNL yeah, or was it yeah, pretty much? Man, see, why are we not doing that? And you know, like it was I like we could totally. I mean, combi- you know, combine, um, combine that, combine SNL with Second City. Um, oh man, talk about another. <laughs> I bet no one other than us in this room knows would, what, would know what Second City, City is. is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to. You think that's? Do you think the National Loom? Flubar, Flubar. Do you think those albums are still available today to listen to? I don't think you're gonna find them readily on like streaming services or whatnot. But you're yes, gonna have you to can, go like you find have to go. Vinyl. You'll have to go find maybe. You may have to go find vinyl. You may be able to mm-hmm. find a lot of them on cassette or something like maybe on CD. Maybe they converted like I know they re-released uh, greatest hits and mm-hmm. uh, volume sets on CD. So I know they made a lot to CD. So. Okay. I don't know. I have not Probably yet. Probably not made it to digital. I don't yet. think they, they made it to digital. And they were skits, right? They weren't music. Uh huh. That that makes a lot well, of it sense. Well, it was. I know it was probably was, a variety. There was a of variety things. of things, but a lot of the music was but that comedy. Makes a lot of sense, and that tells me exactly where Adam Sandler got most of his stuff from. Oh yeah, because when he came out with his albums, it would be you know a song and yeah. then two or three skits mm-hmm. yeah. and then a song and another couple skits it's based on the national lampoon model i was just say he he probably that's where he probably got his little model from, from yep. that. i'm interesting. Gonna have to find, i'm out to find him i'm yeah. I'm, curious I'm curious to so were there any interesting facts about dan Aykroyd that you found i didn't know that i and i personally didn't know this <laughs> excuse me he was engaged he to terry fisher yes yeah. i did not know that that yeah, lucky. He was engaged. He was engaged. He got engaged. engaged. Got engaged by on the set of Blues Brothers, yeah. the original. He, uh, but I he know. saved her life. But then married Donna Dixon. Yeah, Donna from Spies Dixon. Like Us. Spies Like Us. <laughs> <laughs> how? <laughs> right. One, hold on. Dan Aykroyd. How, how? It's this sentence. Hi, big boy. <laughs> That's. I'm with you, man. That's. That's got to be apparently it. that sentence was true. That's that's got to be it, man. You know, because how do you go from Carrie Fisher to Donna Dixon, yeah. and then even not all right. So even not long after he married Donna Dixon, he kind of let go. Jamie yeah, Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis said that he was the best kisser that she's ever had on screen. Uh. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to take her word for it. And I didn't know. Of course, this is something that I love, and Matt knows this. He has a criminal and cop fascination. Like he loves those kind of stuff that I like. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. Um, Him and Jim Belushi, they still have the band together. I think that's pretty cool. Him and Bill Murray. I thought this was really neat. This is why I put it on here. Dressed as their roles from Ghostbusters, 
and they visited a terminally ill young kid oh, to because cool. the kid saw Ghostbusters, was in love with those two that's only, awesome. and they went to the hospital dressed as their characters. That's, that's really cool. cool. So that that's was cool. that was awesome. The, the original uh, script that he wrote for the Blues Brothers was three hundred and twenty six pages long. I don't doubt it. No, yeah. If if you look, he had um, uh, there was a movie about a plane. In Canada, yeah. What was the name of that um, movie? He wrote it. Canada. Yeah, it was like a. It was like the most technologically advanced airplane yeah. in Canada, and because of the safety of the world, they had to destroy it. He wrote and starred in this movie. Weird. And it was a complete flop. But they did a little thing. I remember watching an interview thing with Dan Aykroyd, and he brought this movie up. And I remember going to look it up because yeah, yeah. I had never heard of it. And he this he 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 even says he is so descriptive and wordy in all his scripts that he has to hire people to cut it, cut the meat. I guess. Yeah, and yeah, cut the. Did I say cut the meat? Yes, you did. Good lord! Oh my gosh! Words. This is this is ridiculous. Why would I cut the meat? I guess I like the fat. I guess. <laughs> um, but they, they talked about how they had to cut a lot out of it, but then he'll go back and add a bunch back. And, you know, he always has like a lot of confrontation for the people that like read his scripts and take stuff out. <laughs> but um, he is so wordy in all his scripts and like he writes and writes and writes, which is it's crazy to me because as someone who is trying to script write himself, it's there is a like a system you know, because each page is one minute. This is the rule. Like I took the master class of Aaron Sorkin and then each page is one minute. So you think when, how many pages did you say, Brian? 326. So that's 326 minutes. If you go by that rule, right? That is a long movie. Like, why would you think it's like you need, you need to get better at wrapping it up or, you know, getting to the point, I guess. But he's done that for a lot of his movies. Um, I'm gonna throw out there because you've you doubled a lot of mine that I got, and I didn't have as much for Dan Aykroyd as I got more for Belushi. Um, but one of the one contrasting piece of information I found was really funny. Uh, when he first got started on SNL, he started as a writer, not as a member of the cast. Um, oh, he was that. hired as a cast later on. He earned two hundred and thirty-eight dollars a week as a writer for SNL. Wow! He, as of twenty eighteen, he was worth one hundred and thirty-five million dollars. Wow! 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 Props, my friend. Yeah. Well, the dude's got his hand in everything. He also he's got so many businesses. One of the things that I found very interesting reading about him, he is such a savvy businessman. Have you ever have have any of you here? No, never. Have any of you here ever been into a liquor store? I never have. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, really? Uh, I plead the fifth. Or no, what do they say okay. in... Uh, you go, I cover the mic. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so, hey, do y'all ever remember seeing the bottles of vodka that look like a clear skull? Yes. 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 That's Dan Aykroyd's vodka. All right. Is it really? It's called, right. it's called uh, Crystal Head Vodka. <laughs> That's insane, and that's his vodka. I've seen it. Yeah, I don't like vodka. Think about how long it's been since you've been in. I mean, it how and when you ever remember noticing it, 
It's been around for a long time. Yeah, because, okay, so honestly, it's been such a long time since I've been in a liquor store. But you remember seeing... I remember such, seeing this. It's yeah. such a visually stunning bottle. Yeah. He put like a long time into the development of that bottle for marketing purposes. And he, I mean, he's such a savvy businessman. He knows promotion, marketing. I mean, like, you know, he self-promotes like nobody's business. Um, but that was one of the most really interesting things is that he is such a very intelligent and savvy businessman. Wow. All right. I, I didn't. I yeah, tell I you, think that's cool. I, a little crazy thing to read was uh, during an interview with Vanity Fair, Dan Aykroyd admitted that a large portion of the budget of the first I film that. was for Jim or John Belushi's cocaine, cocaine habit. Wow. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah, and, in the Vanity Fair, uh, that's it, part of my he, Belushi notes. He said it was like Tony Montana times ten. That's insane. Uh, it, he's like just scoops. He said he just went in and could scoop up a bunch and throw it down the toilet and flush, and you wouldn't know any of any of it was gone. So, oh in gosh. part of part of my notes about John Belushi during filming, John Landis flushed a pile of cocaine down the toilet belonging to Belushi, and they had a physical altercation wow. over that. Because John Landis is quoted later on saying, "I have no idea how much that was worth. It had to be several hundred thousand dollars." And and how did Belushi die? Yeah, no, right? No, right. God. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with Dan Aykroyd. I love, I love all that he does. So I knew, I already knew a lot of stuff watching his interviews and stuff. But uh, one thing, uh, one thing that st- stands out to me is he's a second generation supernaturalist. Yeah, that's His right. father uh, taught him how to search for ghosts yep. and how to properly uh, exercise ghosts. That's and pretty cool. He's and a, and where he's did a second generation. Yeah, and he's a second generation supernaturalist. Like his father got him into it. Uh, he runs a UFO study group, yep. and, he, and he's a part, uh, he's a director of MUFON, which is a like conspiracy theorist group uh, of the United States. That's interesting. And another one, um, that a couple actually a couple more um is he he referred and this was after because it was like a comfort thing because uh you know john belushi was supposed to be in the ghostbusters he referred to slimer as john belushi's ghost and slimer he wrote slimer as the wild party everything eating all the food tearing everything up because that was john belushi's uh, you know, personality. Yeah. So, like, he referred to Slimer as John Belushi's ghost, and um, wow. and when he grew up, he was di- uh, he was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, mm. and the way he got over it is he started to write and read what he wrote, oh. and by the age of fourteen, he started to subside his symptoms of Tourette's. Wow. Um. Yeah. So. You know there, a lot about him. Oh, and, and two roles he was supposed. Did you know he was supposed to play D Day in Animal no. House? That was his role in Animal House. And there, by the time they uh, came to film it, they had uh, contract issues, and then he stepped out of that role, and it made John Belushi mad because he still had to go with it. Because you know if he didn't do the movie, you get sued. Get sued, yeah. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, like D Day was. Do you remember D Day? He's oh, the yeah. crazy biker guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see anybody but the guy who played it uh-huh. playing D Day. That's amazing. I don't know. 
I mean, I love Dan Aykroyd, and I could see him in anything, but I don't know if I could see him as D-Day. Also, he was supposed to be Alan Parrish in Jumanji. Really? Robin Williams' character? Yeah. Yeah, and then he backed out of it, and then it went to Robin Williams. I'm trying to picture that. I can, because to me, that was the most boring role Robin Williams ever played. I agree with that. Because I did not like it because it was not Robin Williams. Yeah, uh-uh. You know, because huh. Robin Williams, he brought his humor to everything. But in that movie, he just played scared the entire yeah. movie. And I, I didn't, I'm not a big fan of it. So did you have more John Belushi? Oh, yes. Yeah. So Belushi was up for the role of Peter Vickman. Yeah. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. So, um, and he was also, I did not know this. He was also up for the role of Ned Niederlander. In Three Amigos. <laughs> no way. No, yep. I did not know that. I am glad I'm he didn't. So yeah, glad yeah, he did not. Oh, okay. I'm not glad he did. He was that a role he died before getting That's to? That's correct. Okay, yes. I'm going to rephrase what I said because I I don't know how to rephrase it because I already <laughs> said it. You're already down the hole there. But, all right, but, uh, I, but let's I, bring it to this. It's it, whether he's alive or not. We're that is glad sad, Martin Short was in that Martin movie. Short yeah. got the part because he was born for that part. So yeah. Belushi was played double what Ackroyd was for the original Blues Brothers. Yeah, $500,000. And he yeah. didn't even, was he a writer of it? I no. thought Dan no. Aykroyd yeah, wrote Dan Ackroyd did, Ackroyd did yeah. most of the writing. What? But All Belushi right. was paid double, double his money, salary. So you, know, you got to double his fee to get that cocaine. Yeah. And uh, and All that right. wasn't part, that was not the cocaine money. No. The cocaine money was, was made part the of the budget of the movie. The movie. Yeah. Um, right. I told you about the John Landis and his thing. Um, and I told you earlier about Belushi kicking Paul Schaefer out of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was really crazy. So Belushi... Uh, on the in his SNL days, would sabotage anything written by women uh, because he believed women were fundamentally not funny. Um, not making me like him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> Jesus. He was. I mean, he was constantly sabotaging anything written by wow. women, trying to sabotage anything written by women, and was staunchly against women writing anything. Wow, I didn't know that. That's I'm, terrible. Jim, mm. I'm glad you kept subjective in this because I picked out good things. Yeah, I did too. And I'm glad you brought <laughs> I, the truth. I'm bringing, yeah. I'm bringing reality. Man. Yeah, I'm glad um, you did, man, because honestly, I got like I didn't four good ones, yeah. Um, almost, he almost ruined the climactic concert scene of the original um, Blues Brothers uh, because on while on set and filming, um, there were some kids outside riding skateboards, and he decided he wanted to go out and ride them, and he wound up severely injuring his knee. Um, he got he flagged down a medical officer, which I have no idea who that would be. Yeah, it was OEM randomly <laughs> uh, roaming around the set. Um, he flagged them down and bribed them um, to inject him with tons of pain medication. And that last scene when he when they're doing that concert, he is in agonizing pain the whole time. And he pushed through that whole scene. Wow. Yeah. Um, and he's like kicking his legs out and yeah. Well, and the flipping flip. and the flips and the cartwheels and well, everything. That, that- that big flip, the the gymnast, that had to have been somebody else. Well, right? See that I don't know. I'll have to research that. I'm now the cartwheel. He did do the. He did do the. He did that on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I'm sure that backflip was a. That, that had, had to be a, a stunt yeah. Because man. you remember when he landed, it's yeah. like the camera turned around, like it wasn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Did so, you? Was that? That was it. So I've got. 
he was ranked number one of the all-time SNL members by Rolling Stone. I disagree. Disagree. Uh, him and Aykroyd were actually going to film the Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro movie in the 80s, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay, so this was that. a story that was yeah. around that long? That's what I didn't know. All right. Um, you know scripts get written and sit I can, forever. Yeah. I can totally see uh, Dan Aykroyd doing Johnny Depp's role, though, yeah. in that yeah. one. You kind of brought this out about the Hulk. He was a huge fan of Marvel comics. Like, he could look yeah, at I the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he auditioned for the role in uh, the lead role in Blue Lagoon. Yes. And they thought he was too funny. Like, they were like, this is not going to work. No, that's right. <laughs> that's all I got. Wow, that's wow, interesting because I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have nothing. Like, I have absolutely nothing for sale. <laughs> yeah, well, like you know, he knew a lot about. I, I, I had that he knew a lot about Marvel. Like he could mm-hmm. look at the cover and like tell you the entire story. Like he read it. I guess that went along with his drug habit, you probably. Know? <laughs> uh, and one, <sighs> two, <laughs> just like the Hulk, man, he was doing some things and stuff. <laughs> two interesting things I found. Where uh, one, he used to go up to people and ask for a twenty dollar bill, even though he had money, mm-hmm. to see their reaction so he can judge whether he would like them or not. Weird. Weird, right? Because weird. he was actually known. You know, it's kind of hard to believe this now that you've said all that stuff. That he was very generous. He never had, a, even though he made a lot of money, he never had a lot of money because he was either spending it on drugs or giving it to his family. Yeah. So he was a very generous person uh, with all, even even though he was unfairly paid, in my opinion. Uh, And one, he was best friends with Dusty Rhodes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, like I, I found it on one of the... That one I found on IMDb on the little trivia. He was yeah. best friends with Dusty Rhodes, and then I put in Dusty Rhodes, and <laughs> there's actually pictures of them hanging out. Wow, so that's cool. Crazy. That is cool. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, but that, that little nugget was from uh, IMDb. <laughs> you, you ever go on IMDb and look at the trivia? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so think about the talent we lost in John and where you see comedy and movies have come today. Do you have any ideas or believe that, you know, either of them could, you know, be in a position or character? One thing I want to say is, number one, he, he would have a hard time holding on to his principles about women in comedy in this age. Yeah. Um, Man. He would have to have really changed his ways in order to make it. Um, but... It, let's let's assume that he would have gotten on board and you know and been able to accept women in comedy and been more agreeable. I mean, I sit back and think about how certain things could have been because think of think of him getting involved in old school with Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, that'd have been great. Oh yeah. Do you I mean with his you know, I mean, even if they didn't bring back his Animal House character, just p- portraying a new character mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. or I just mean, put him in as like a cameo as a it, normal even, human being. I mean, just and someone like him even comes a over, subtle, like just a subtle yeah, drive by. I mean, but he's cameo. just like a normal person, and someone else is like him, yeah. and he's just like sipping on a beer. Goes, God, what a maniac! But I mean, <laughs> then then I think about you know a lot of other things that I mean because you know I mentioned some of these in our facts. But he was up for a lot of huge roles, huge mm-hmm. roles that went on to be very big for some people. And um, I mean, Animal House 2 was already written. It just didn't go into production mm-hmm. when yeah. he died. 
Um, and so Anawan, it, it obviously never went up for production. Um, he was the main star they wanted for Arthur that Dudley Moore got. Oh, no. No. Um, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, he was the main person they wanted for um, uh, Bill Blazewinski from Night Shift, Night Shift that Michael Keaton played. That's right. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> okay, if you're going to put anybody against Michael Keaton, I'm going to pick Michael And here's Keaton. where Matt is going to be like, absolutely, absolutely not, and not. I hate John Belushi forever. He originally had the role for Emmett Fitzhume. No. No. Nope. And, nope. He, and, and because he died... It went to Chevy Chase. Sorry, John. Sorry you died. That part belonged to Chevy Chase. It did. But I mean, you know, Ned Deanlander, that belonged to Dan Martin, Short. Martin Short. Martin Short. Martin Short. And so um I mean, I think there would have I think there would have been a lot of bad with the good. But yeah. I and I think there could have been a lot of good. I think he was immensely talented at certain things. Um the problem one of them being his, co- you know, his drug use. If he could have yeah. just curtailed oh, yeah. that, uh, got along with people a little better and been a le- little easier to work with, um, I think we could have st- seen some fantastic See, I, stuff from him. Yeah, I'm like you. Like, I, uh, I think that he would have been good in the role because of all of his drinking and the drugs and everything. I think he'd have been good in the leaving Las Vegas role that Nicolas Cage had. Yeah, I okay, mean, I think yeah. I think he could have. If he'd have defeated the demons that he had, mm-hmm. I think we would look at a drama actor also from what we're hearing about him. If all right, so saying with this, if mm, I think you could put him in any Chris Farley role. No, oh, yeah, of course you could. I think Chris Farley was Jim Belushi reincarnated, yes. even yeah. though they were that was his hero. That was his hero, and yeah, he went yeah. out like his hero. Yep. yep. Yeah. Just a, a bit heavier. Sometimes they model their idols, and you you end up doing Sometimes things. That's just Chris, not a good just, thing. Did not Chris Farley outlive Jim Belushi, though? I don't know how. Hang old on, he Jim was. Belushi was like thirty three. He's thirty three. I think it was almost really the like, same. Age. Really close. I think it was very close. The 30, only thing is, is thirty three like, or thirty four. Look at Chris Farley and how heavy he was, yes. and live in the same way. Chris uh, Farley was thirty three. Wow. wow. Nugget of the night. That's crazy. Went out wow. the same way, the same age, and was pretty much, pretty much the, same the same kind same of actor person. as Man. him. Matt, if they say that you're like your idols, does that mean you're like me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the cover the <laughs> I got no, say, comment. no comment. No comment. <laughs> uh, so, announcements. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, everybody, we need, want you to be watching social media coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, we're going to be unveiling some uh, our new logo and new branding and everything that's going to be coming out. We've got um, a lot of um, we got a lot of great shows. We're going to be doing live. We're going to be doing a lot of conventions this year, and we're going to be presenting our branding in live in person. And uh, it's going to be pretty um, pretty awesome. Um, and uh, Something that we talked a little bit about today, um, coming up soon, we're going to have a lot of more information on, but we're going to be live and in person at the uh, Columbia, Tennessee Comic Book and Toy Convention. Uh, it's coming up in June. Uh, be paying attention um, uh, for more information on that. We'll be giving you location, time, schedules, and things to expect. We're gonna. It's going to be a show completely dedicated around the whole convention. It's mm-hmm. going to be pretty awesome. Uh, a lot of good things 
uh, coming out of that. Anybody have anything other announcements going on? I'm excited about our summer summer movie wager on the 19th of April. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, y'all are going down. Uh, That's my excitement. That's what Town. you think. Uh-huh. Uh, also, look us up on Facebook, uh, Instagram, so, Twitter. Yeah, so you can find us everywhere on social media using the handle at Nerdly Eclectic. Um, at Nerdly Eclectic, we'll yeah. find us on all social media outlets. And all uh, uh, podcast servers. Yes, and you can find us. You can find this podcast. Uh, I don't know where you got it today, uh, but you can find us on all the popular outlets. And um, if you just want to go directly to our archive, you can find that at theeclecticcollective.com. That's theeclecticcollective.com. That's our entire archive. Um, thank you all uh, for tuning in this week. This will wrap up our episode on the Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Uh, we thank you again uh, for listening. Please subscribe to our uh, episodes so you know what's coming down uh, in the future. Uh, we have a lot of great episodes we're going to be doing this year. A lot of great interviews. Um, a lot of stuff you guys are going to want to tune in for. Um, uh, uh, and all of you need to know that you have a purpose and a meaning. If you feel alone, left out in the cold, or at your wit's end with nowhere to go, there is help. There is a way and you are worth it. Please reach out to someone and talk to them, family, friends, or even us. If you think you have nowhere to turn, turn to us, reach out to us and we will talk to you again. You can find us all over the place in social media, everywhere using the handle at nerdly eclectic. If you feel that's not an option for you, call the lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Thank you all so much once again, and we will talk to you again soon, and stay eclectic, everybody. Peace. Bye. Later.